Cousin Mark, are you okay? Yeah. Do I? Wait, what? <laughs> it sounded like you dropped off, but now I can hear you really well. Hi! Oh, hi. Welcome to your podcast, Space Trash. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, any time. Any old time. Any old time on any given Tuesday. <laughs> how, how have we been? How have we been? Um... Well, we're coming off of two rather important festive events. Oh, yes. Because I don't think that we've recorded yet after your 30th birthday party. Oh, that's right. That's right. And we have just had Pumpkin Fest as well. Yes, two. The two most important holidays. <laughs> Mark's birthday. And Pumpkin Fest. Followed by Pumpkin Fest. And now the rest of the year is just a sleigh ride to 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. We are... Yeah, we're coming. We're coming up there in months. Oh, my gosh. You're 30. So, obviously, this Pumpkin Fest was quite a different experience for you. For sure. For um, sure. Yeah, Pumpkin Fest was great. Oh, good. I'm so glad you had fun. It was a good, it was great weather. It was good energy. We had a really good crowd. Mm -hmm. And... And we had pumpkins. We didn't eat pumpkins. The way I said it, it sounded like we ate pumpkins. We did not. That's, that. that's right. It's the pumpkin fest, not pumpkin feast. Ooh. Good oh. distinction. Good distinction. Yeah. I'd like to just put that out there for sure. There was a lot of pumpkins this year. Indeed. I noticed that people... Some people were doubling up on the pumpkins. Like, they had more carving ideas than just the one. Oh. They were oh. making up for me for having no ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. One child, I don't know where, I don't know who exactly, but there, some took one of the pumpkins that I purchased and carved something into it that was quite... I mean, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent in the house. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of enthusiasm. I must, we must give a shout out to one of our truly gifted and most talented carvers who wasn't able to make it this year, Cousin Emily. Oh, yeah. She was missed. We miss you, Cousin E. We miss you so much. And, you know, we'll carve pumpkins on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Why don't we carve pumpkins for other holidays? <laughs> and don't forget to bring your pumpkins. In fact, in other news. Oh. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, I think I got the, the, the head of the family gave me the nod to host Thanksgiving in my home this year. Oh, yeah. Who <gasps> is the head of the family? I don't know. I always think of your mom as the as the matriarch, like the head. I I see that. You know. Yeah, my my mom, great lady. Um, yeah. So you're gonna you'll be having Thanksgiving at your place. It's so wild to even think about. Yeah, because usually it is at my mom's house. 
and it's been there for years a long time like i want to say possibly since 20 no maybe even like 2007 like it's been a really long time yeah we we are changing things up lately i mean things in this family have changed so much yeah i do think i don't know if you get this impression Mm -hmm. do you think we are more of a party family than other families (laughs) not in the sense that like woo rager but like (laughs) we take our holidays very seriously yeah, I, you know, <laughs> we really do in the sense that I would say also it's like we take the commitment to attend and host the parties very seriously, which is so lovely. But once we get to the actual event, we're very, we're just, we're just fun. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the perfect amount of fun. With a lot of preparation and stress beforehand. (laughs) And it's almost like, oh, we have to have all the stress so that we have the most fun. (laughs) How are we going to have fun if we're not stressed out? (laughs) Ooh. Is that a segue? That may be a segue, actually. That's the (laughs) That might have been one of our best. Um, so what I discussed at Pumpkin Fest that I wanted to discuss and get your thoughts on uh, mm-hmm. is the concept of self-care. Oh, so many, so many thoughts. Yes, yes. I love that topic and I really appreciate you putting it out there, putting it on the table. Yes. And I guess what I had said was what we think it is and what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Or at least in my mind, how I'm interpreting it for myself. Yes. And I think you even said you teed it up in a way that was interesting also because you said what it is and what it is not. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wish <laughs> so, I remember what I meant by that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at the time, I actually said something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, because you think it's like a bath bomb and it's really not. And you said, well, it could be a bath bomb. Yes. And I am pro bath bomb. 100%. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I do love a bubble bath beyond anything else in the world honestly oh my god i just got one the other day after pumpkin fest was completely over like i had some we had some overnight guests Mm -hmm. the og overnight pumpkin fest and crowd and um yeah i just it was the end of sunday it was like sunday evening and i was like you know what would be amazing just sitting in a bath had my little goblet of seltzer water and I had some jazz music going and I was like this is self-care for sure 
this that is self-care it was and we love that and i think people are like oh of course that's self-care you're taking a bubble bath that that makes sense a plus b equals c (laughs) yeah so (laughs) i guess there is kind of a on the flip side of that there's kind of a self-care trap you can fall into (gasps) oh yeah where you're like oh well i worked today an amount therefore (laughs) i need a bubble bath every night Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's kind of is that self-care or is that just is that just indulgence (gasps) okay i see what you're saying that's interesting i hadn't thought of it that way what is the line what is self-care and is there such a thing as too much caring for yourself and no, I no, don't, that's not what you're saying. Actually, I don't think it? that's quite what I'm saying. I think it's what, if we define care, Yeah. it is, of course, like, okay, taking care of your mental health, like taking any, being kind to yourself. And, mm, mm-hmm. and it is the bubble baths, it's the ordering takeout instead of getting everything out to cook Mm -hmm. don't want to and it is all of those things but then also okay um say i noticed i had a lot of dishes in my sink okay and at the end of the day i'm like oh i'm too tired to do the dishes by self, because I'm in the self-care mindset, I'll put them off till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then that cycle continues. And you fall mm-hmm. into the trap of, oh, I'll put, I'll do those dishes next week. And <laughs> it, gets, it gets dicey. Once the flies start coming in. Right. Oh, I'll just get... I'll just buy some fly spray. (laughs) (laughs) So at that point, you start you start caring for the flies. Um, At that point, what you think is being kind to yourself isn't being kind to yourself anymore. Wow, this so okay. That's interesting because when you said that about the dishes, right away in my mind, I was thinking. Like, okay, so taking care of yourself, you could say, if I do these dishes now, it's caring for myself tomorrow. So that when I wake up tomorrow, I I am I have a clean kitchen and I took care of myself by giving myself a clean kitchen for the morning. Right. So that's kind of the thing where it's like, oh, right, self-care can take effort. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, not all bubble baths. Sometimes it's giving bubble baths to your dishes. 
that's you bring <laughs> you bring the dishes in the bubble bath. <laughs> you self care while you self care. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many sanitary issues. <laughs> oh my god! There was a Seinfeld episode where Kramer has installs a garbage disposal in his shower, <laughs> <laughs> and he has Elaine and a friend over for dinner, and they're eating, and they're like, "Oh, this salad's delicious," and he says something like, "He prepared it in the shower." <laughs> so gross and everybody spits it out that's what it made me think of but yeah so you could you could double you could do double duty there i guess um in theory i don't recommend it um no i don't think it's a good plan i will say uh in college when i had dishes and didn't have like a full kitchen sink i had like a mini sink oh okay, yeah i would wash them in the bathtub that's hilarious but you weren't in the bathtub at the time i was not no i was not in the bathtub with the dishes okay 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 i just had a thought of when like mom well parents like they have a new baby and the baby is like taking a bath in the sink <laughs> never occurred to me that you could double up <laughs> just wash the kids and the dishes <laughs> yeah palm olive <laughs> well they do wash ducks with it I think yeah that's true so, like... okay so ready I looked up actually what care means oh oh and it says serious attention or consideration applied to doing something correctly or to avoid damage or risk. Mm. So if you did the dishes in order to avoid the risk of getting flies later, yeah, that is care. But I think what you were saying is more this sort of buzzword hashtag self-care as opposed to. Yeah, re- Almost reframing the buzzword. Yes, yes, yes. Because you bringing up this topic made me brainstorm my own definition of what I believe real self-care is. Okay. If if it's okay, may okay. I share it with the class? Yes, you may. <laughs> Thank you for caring. Um, what I wrote down was that real self-care is whatever it takes to bring you back into alignment with who you truly are. Mm. So the idea being that that could be as simple as a bat, like depending on how far removed you have gotten yourself from aligning with yourself, because I think self-care comes in when right you've become overwhelmed or stressed or tired or depleted in some way and you feel like you need to restore yourself back to yourself yeah and so it could be like i hosted a big party and had a blast 
and you know cleaned and prepped and then had the party and then cleaned the house afterwards and so I took that bath to just get back to like relaxation mode and restored it was like restorative and after the bath I felt really good and happy that we had the event and then I was in a good place so that bath was enough self-care right to get me to a relaxed neutral state I guess you would stay yeah but then there's situations where self-care is much more involved like a situation where you need therapy to deal with trauma because the self-care has to be at the level at which it takes to get you back into alignment with yourself which sometimes takes a bigger endeavor of time or money or commitment or something like that yeah yeah so it could be a bath bomb or it could be I don't know. A therapy or a. Or, or it could be self-care. Then there's this, then there's the difference between like, if, if self-care is you just sit in your own apartment, take your own bath. That's not actually affecting anyone else. Mm -hmm. But then there's the self-care where you might need to put up a boundary between you and a friend or have a difficult discussion with someone or ask for what you need at work, even though it might be inconvenient. And it's like now self-care becomes a little bit harder because it involves other people. Ooh, yeah. Mm. That is, that's good. (laughs) (gasps) Or if someone asks you, like if someone comes to you and says, hey, um, like I'm navigating this now with sobriety. So, for instance, this is my first sober pumpkin fest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the, what is the self-care now that I want to manage my way around is there going to be alcohol at parties at my house? How is it going to get there? Am I going to get it? Am I going to offer it? Am I going to ask people to bring it? And then it's like, okay, it's self-care, but then also I want, you know, to be respectful that it's affecting other things. If that's a good example, I don't know. Ooh, yeah. And I mean, I mean, from my perspective, you handled it well. Cool. I mean... Full disclosure, I am still drinking. And I guess... Since Pumpkin Fest? You've been drinking since Pumpkin Fest? (laughs) I've had an IV of IPAs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. No, but... I mean... Being... Coming to your house as a non-sober person to a sober person's house. I... I don't know. I brought my beer. I put it in your fridge, in your garage fridge. Yes. And and I took I took a beer when I wanted one, and the world didn't end. Yeah, right, right. The world didn't end, and there you have it. I think that's another thing is you know just 
say what you need and and then the people who love and care about you are gonna be fine with it for the most part yeah and we respect we respect and follow the rules all my rules all (laughs) (laughs) i'm like here kids have more oh my god I offered candy to Liam and he's looking at me and he's like hesitant. I'm like, come on, kid, take some more. He's like, okay, if my dad asks, you said it. (laughs) (laughs) I was so funny. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. But um, I don't know if you ever had to do anything like, like what would be an example of your self cares that you've had to do and like one that doesn't affect other people, but one that maybe did. Ooh, one that did affect others or one that didn't. I'll give an example of both. I kind of, I mean, I did kind of, the dishes story was based on a true story. (gasps) Um. (laughs) Okay. There, there were no flies, but okay. Fair. I did That's look fair. at my at my sink, and I was in kind of a a depressed mood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, my apartment's dirty, and I'm too sad to clean my apartment because I'm sad because my apartment's dirty." Oh man, the cat's twenty two. Exactly, and I. I had to be like, oh, wait, this is where self-care happens. Oh, my gosh. And so that was, okay, clean, I'll vacuum, and then I'll, I will feel good about this. Mm. And then when I take that bubble bath tonight, it's going to hit twice as hard. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Twice as soft. (laughs) (laughs) That bath bomb's gonna explode. Oh my god. Blow up my life. <laughs> Blow up my life. That's yeah, yeah. It's it's um do you think I'm sorry, I interrupted. Did you have an example of a diff- of another kind? Um, I do, but I kinda wanna hear your question first. <gasps> Shoot. I was wondering if you were like do you think the whole self-care thing on social media has become excessive? Like, I, like um, I don't know that it's like the hashtag self-care. Is it at the point where it's a parody? I don't know. Or, or is it still a thing that people talk I, about respectfully? I think, like, any kind of self-care is legitimate. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you want to post your your bubble bath or your, your decorative dessert or whatever your self-care <gasps> is with that hashtag, mm-hmm. then that's perfectly fine. Nice. But I do think that has kind of shifted the perception of self-care where that's what people think it only is yeah like i'm not like i don't 
do my dishes and then post that to Instagram <laughs> with the <laughs> hashtag self care. You add like those little sparkles to the picture. <laughs> self care. You just see your dish rack with the dishes drying. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I get it. I think there's. I think the di- the only. I don't know. Like the idea that self-care is just some sort of it. Oh, well, this leads back to what you said earlier, like that it's some sort of an indulgence Mm, or a treat as opposed to really necessary or what everyone like baseline deserves. Yeah. Like maybe you can't afford the face mask and the fancy bubble bath and like whatever goes with all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't see too much. I don't actually see too much about self care on my feed, but I guess it depends what you follow. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure if we looked up the hashtag, we'd see. Oh yeah, I should just to see what comes up. Yeah. I guess it's about, I think maybe it wrote, it became a popular topic because life is just really hard. Yeah. (laughs) Like just the average everyday life can be really stressful and frustrating and basically an existential crisis. Yeah. In any given 24-hour cycle. Yep. You never know what's going to come on the news. Yeah. And I remember it's so interesting because you mentioned a bubble bath here and there versus one every single day. And I remember this woman who's a writer that I really respect. And she was talking about going through a time in her life where... It was just a big transition. Um, I think it was a job transition or something. And she, you know, kind of slid into a depression, a mental health situation. And she was taking a bath every single day. And she was like, I don't care. This is what I need. And it's the one thing that brings me peace. And I'm going to do it, even though it might be judged as excessive by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was an interesting point because I think there can be a tendency to deny yourself self-care because you think, oh, I don't, I didn't work hard enough to deserve this. Yeah. Ooh. Which, yeah, like that can be toxic in a different direction. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe you just deserve, I don't know, um, like, for instance, I, for whatever reason, every single night, I have ice cream, and it's so lovely, and makes me happy, yeah. and, um, it's just the thing, the thing that I do as a treat at the end of the day. And it's like, is that excessive? Who's to decide, right? Like, 
kind of have to decide on your own. Yeah, I guess that would... I don't know, is that more of a routine thing? Where that's... I mean, working self-care into your routine. <gasps> yes, oh my lord. That is such a good point. It's such a routine. And I have heard this from other folks. Like, when they... Not that you sub this because this is not a good thing, and there are ways that you can transfer like your addiction, like you give up the substance and then you transfer your addictive behaviors to other things. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually learning about this in therapy. Like I haven't been in therapy for this ever before, and it's really fascinating. <laughs> like if I if I take myself out of my own like if I look at it out of body experience addiction is so fascinating Um, because it's just this this bizarre thing that happens in the brain and um, so anyway you can transfer addictive behaviors to other things Uh, but what also happens is you sort of become really entrenched in routines and I I think it must be because I don't know why it is. There's safety in it. There's like a thing, like my evening routine is so the same. Even when, I don't know, no matter what's happening during my day or during my night, it's like I have this routine where I have ice cream and then I have my chamomile tea. And then like, I just have this whole routine that I go through and uh, I, I have to do it. Like, every, I don't have to, but there's, there's a lot of peace and comfort. Just like you said, it's like working self-care into the routine because I know how important that is in dislodging the addictive parts of whatever goes on in my brain. Yeah. That was a really long and windy answer. I'm sorry. Oh, no. And then my answer was just, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so i'm like embarrassed i just went on and on about chamomile tea oh no we love chamomile here we're uh, <laughs> it literally was the first thing that i substituted like i had to un i had to unhinge myself from this evening wine thing and uh the ca- the sleepy time bear chamomile tea was the first thing that I used and I never let go of it. Like I still hang on to that every single night. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's really lovely. It's, it's part of this idea of what you don't want. Like addiction is about numbing and what you, you don't actually want to numb. You want to comfort yourself. So self care is about comfort and not, Ooh, this is an interesting question. Tell me. Okay, let me ask you this. When you think of self-care, is there a difference and does it matter if there is a difference between comforting yourself or trying to escape yourself? Oh, can you elaborate on trying to escape yourself? Okay, like... um. 
Now I'm going to have a hard time Okay, like telling yourself it's self-care to do something that you don't actually want to do. Like I was thinking about, maybe it's not a good example, like how you don't really like to go to bars. You're mm. not like a fan of hanging out at the bar. Right. So like people could say like come to the bar and just hang out and relax you know on a friday for happy hour because that's what everybody at the office is doing and it's like more peer pressure like this should feel like self-care this should feel like something to relax you but you actually don't like doing it Ooh, like giving into the peer pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, knowing yourself and what your own self-care actually is. Like, maybe you just actually self-care is not happy hour at the bar for you. It's, like, go home and, you know, play video games or, like, get put your sweats on and veg out on the couch. Yeah. So that yeah. would be... And I think, yeah, almost part of the self-care would be defending yourself and saying... No, thank you. I would not like to go out. Yes, right. Yes. So that would be the self-care is yeah. self-advocation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staying true to yourself is always self-care. Yeah. Speaking of, um, my example from earlier that I forgot to talk about, but I'm Ooh. going to talk about now. Um, on my most... My most recent job interview for the job that I have now, mm -hmm. I think I'm I'm gonna count this as self care. Okay. In in a sense, hear me out. Um, <laughs> okay. I specifically asked this position if they were LGBT friendly. Okay. And I think, like, I had never, I had never done that before. Like, wow. I've never worked at a place that was inherent, like, just flat out homophobic or anything like that. Okay. But I think going out of my way to ask, maybe that's more self-advocating than self-care. But Yeah, I mean, props to you, man. Yeah. But in a way, is that, like, I guess that is caring for myself, my future self, really. Yeah, definitely. Making sure, like, making sure that I'm in a place where it's going to be, where it's going to be all good. And, yeah, it was, I felt bold when I did it. Totally. It like because it shouldn't have to be a question. Like I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a perfect world, we're all holding hands, singing kumbaya. Yes. But like because we're in the state of being that we're in. Yes. Like I was like, no, I need to care for me now and my future self. 
so that I don't go to this job and and it's not like not that I would hide it but like I don't want it to be awkward yeah and you need to feel safe yeah exactly which is a huge part of taking care of yourself like like the the safety piece is really important mm-hmm. wow how did that go like what was the response yeah, if i may it, ask it was good um my my now manager mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah we are i don't know like if he was caught off guard or anything but mm-hmm. it wasn't like caught off guard in a way where it was like oh i never thought about that like ah like oh that's never come up before <laughs> yeah it was like oh uh yeah we are Wow, that's interesting. I do wonder how many interviews he did where that was a point-blank question asked. Yeah. And, like, I feel like... I almost feel like that needs to start being normalized. Mm -hmm. Like, one, just for queer people, and two, just have the the boldness if you will to to be like hey this is this is what i am are y'all gonna be dicks about it (laughs) 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 i love that i love that well it's interesting because to that like I just have your point about it not shouldn't have to be a thing that's asked and Mm -hmm. then the idea of it should be obvious like from a business standpoint like I when I was looking for my for a therapist Mm -hmm. recently Um, so I guess I would say I started looking about a month ago because I've been seeing her about a month, but the first thing that I noticed was that she is part of a, um, Bucks County recovery services. So any addiction recovery, there's, I think there's about 15 different, um, therapists that are part of that group. So they're individual practicing therapists, but they're all kind of rounded up under this umbrella and they work together in this, this, um, what would you call it? A collection of (laughs) what it is. Like they form a little team. I don't know what the word is. Like, yeah. uh... Like if you went to a, doctor's office and there's like six practicing doctors in that what is that called is that like a practice yeah right i guess that's what it's called a practice yeah but what yeah i was gonna say coven which (laughs) definitely wrong (laughs) 
but I would love that. <laughs> right. Love to know that they're all pra- actively practicing witchcraft. <laughs> I feel, but I also feel like in this in this uh, practice that I mentioned, this Bucks County group of therapists, uh, they would be accepting of that. And the reason I know it, and the reason that I wanted to work with this woman in particular is because their practice right away as soon as you go to their web page there's um lgbtqia affirming and it's part of each of the therapists um what's what's the word like special specialty or um they each work work with and um, they they are trained to work with trauma specific to that community and what they have gone through. And um, like right away when you go to when I went to the building, <clears throat> excuse me, there was the rainbow symbols for LGBTQ and the um, gender neutral bathrooms. And it was just a place where I immediately felt like it would not ha- it would not be a question someone would have to ask because it was just right up front and, and very obvious and very proclaimed every which way you looked, which like is that kind of what you meant in in a certain way or no? Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just Knowing that this is this is an accepting community. Yeah. I mean, it's a workplace, which is is different but the same. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You wanna know you wanna know that they're good and accepting people. Yes. And yes. So I think self-advocating is part of self-care. Yeah, I like that. That's so true. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of courage to self-advocate, which is why you need the self-care to begin with. Like you need to honor yourself and know that you're worth it and take care of yourself so that when you have to do those things that can be a little hard or awkward, but necessary, you're yeah. like in a mindset that is, you know, I deserve this and I'm a worthy person. Yeah. I guess. Like, do you think what comes first that you feel worthy as a person and then you self care or you self care and then you feel worthy? <laughs> Whoa. What? Which comes first? first i'm trying to think i don't even know one kind of feeds the other i feel like yeah they go they go hand in hand yeah i think they really do i think they really do yeah i like the idea that self-care should be worked into the routine i think it is something that that should be i'm i'm very much not an advocate of the you know the the more stressed out you are the more 
valuable you are as a person or the more you work to the detriment of your health that doesn't make you that's not a good example anymore i feel like that needs to become really outdated yeah do you think it is do you think that's something that my generation feels or felt or was modeled yeah i think we are definitely getting there like mm-hmm. the culture is definitely changing Mm-hmm. Um, probably because of the hashtags and yeah, and Gen Z being being wild as they are, <laughs> the renegades they are. Yeah, God, God bless them, or <clears throat> or whatever deity they worship, or lack of deity. Yeah, deity. That's good. I love that word. We really. Thank you for working the word deity onto this podcast. That makes me smile. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it is very much like there's this lady on TikTok who makes um, she was kind of the one who I guess popularized like maybe she didn't like popularism but she makes like funny videos about like the whole quiet quitting and oh like yeah. work culture i don't know her name on tiktok but oh. she's very funny if you find her send if you don't mind send me something of hers because i'm yeah. very much into the this quiet quitting thing fascinates me to no end yeah because it makes total sense there's um i know I know Reddit has a reputation. Yeah. But there is a subreddit called Malicious Compliance. <laughs> what is that? So <laughs> if say like your boss tells you specifically like oh you can't do this one thing because of reasons. <laughs> and those reasons are bullshit. Okay. You follow those rules to to the T every time. <laughs> and don't let up no matter what. <laughs> so uh, there was I think one story where it kind of I guess what quiet quitting is. There was like someone was late coming into work and <laughs> came in like after their boss and their boss said well they don't well they should work the hours that they are mandated and this person had like worked after hours sometimes and like <gasps> these three minutes that they were late was nothing like yeah. they we're gonna make that work up anyway yeah but since they got like written up for that they then we're like, okay, if you want me on my hour specifically, I will do that. So it was like clocking at nine, clock out at exactly five. Mm-hmm. And then their boss wanted them to stay late. And they were like, no, no, yes. I'm following orders. No, no. <laughs> Oh, it's so gross. It's so, it's so, uh, it's degrading. It's a way, it's such a waste of 
human wildness and creativity and potential. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. It's like, I don't know how I would even begin to be like one of these corporate people that just take advantage of their workers. Like, yeah. how how do they do that? How do they sleep at night? Yeah, right. Right. It's gross. It is. It's disturbing. And it's also, it's almost, I mean, it's almost cult-like in the sense that why do you, why are you so much more loyal to the company as opposed to empathetic to your actual people? Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen some gross things happen that way. Like what we created this culture where it's like if you equate someone being a good person with them being a good, you know, rule following employee and I don't know. I think corporations like we we worship them too much as though they know the moral code and they don't. They're not the owners of the moral code. Like yeah. Just because I mean it their ba- their basic their basic whole system is is about making humans into machines like right it's what can make us the most money the most money the most efficient you know work the most for the least amount of breaks and you know like it's just it's so dehumanizing in a lot of ways and um I I mean that there's that's gotta be part of why quiet quitting is even a thing at all right like I mean people wouldn't be so mad and so rebellious and so sick of it if there wasn't a good reason to feel that way yeah that's that's my feeling after being in corporate for 21 and a half years yeah and I I think it's funny for me I've never had like a corporate thing because my jobs have always been okay the mail goes out at this time yeah therefore i am done after that yes so it's yeah i feel like i have worked around people yeah where they are going through that and i've kind of avoided it yeah how do you feel about that? I mean, I say three cheers to you because <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but I can tell you it's, it's so, it's so jarring to see what people are willing to put up with and how we treat each other in those environments. Yeah. It's very dysfunctional. And I just think, there's a reason why I just read a headline the other day. <laughs> Truly, I literally just read the headline. I did not read the article, so I don't know what it said. But um, 
just the headline was that college enrollments are down exponentially. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And I feel like, is this a headline because it surprises people? Like where are are people not paying attention to the fact that people aren't happy and they're being lied to about these degrees that get them these jobs that they're going to love and thrive in? I just, I don't know. Yeah, I think probably like the older generations, if you will. Yeah. They they still are in that mindset. And yeah. now that mindset's being challenged. Yeah. And in the one hand, it is kind of something they worked to build. Like, oh, I will work this job so my kids can go to college and get a yeah. good job. Yeah. And now... And now it's like, well, you can send your kid to college, but <laughs> you can't make them drink. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> you know, that's the same. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting how it shakes out because the bosses are going to become younger and younger and younger right and what's gonna go on like are they gonna be able to find as many people in your generation as they found in my generation to convince that you know working around the clock and not being home on thanksgiving and all these other things are actual badges of honor or are people just gonna be like actually no like i don't have company loyalty i have loyalty to my family and myself yeah yeah i hope i hope it changes for the better i do too i don't know how that's gonna look but i hope so too yeah oh um i guess that's yeah that was a full robust conversation Right? I feel like we kind of stayed on topic the whole time. <laughs> I know! Wait, what? That's unheard of for us. Really, really impressive. I think we both deserve some self-care. I think I think we, we both deserve a bubble bath. <laughs> I mean, I, I just might. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah? Why not? It's not going to cancel out my ice cream followed by sleepy time tea. I'm still doing that. Oh, yeah. Eat the ice cream in the bathtub. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Really have fun with it. Yeah. Why not multitask? (laughs) It's one thing I never do is I never eat in the bathtub. Yeah, that seems a little. I mean, no judgment. I just never do. Yeah. I don't know how that would... I don't know how it would work. Well, some people... Did you ever see these things? They are pretty cool. It's like a... I think they're usually like wooden, but they... It's like a tray, but it hooks on either side of the bathtub, so it lays across. Have you seen these? I think I have, yeah. I think they're a lot of times... for Like you can put a book on there... 
Mm-hmm. So you can read in the tub and you can put a little candle and you can have like a little party all by yourself. Hey, I might need to invest. I know. I was like, that's pretty cool, actually. So, you know, maybe people have their little, I don't know what, their little treats in there. Their routines. You know what I do think? Shout out to um, parents. I was going to say moms, but I correct myself because moms and dads. Like the 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 only place you can get a minute's peace from your kiddos is to be like I'm in the bath, like I'm in the bathroom, and like mm-hmm. so I can see why maybe in that case, like maybe you do have to bring the ice cream in there. <laughs> you know, fair. <laughs> like just to put everything in there that you can possibly get for your ten minutes of peace or whatever. Oh yeah, do what you gotta do, parents. That's what it is. Self-care. Do what you got to do to get your sanity. Keep the peace in your mind. Exactly. Important. Oh, Cousin Allie. Yes. Do you have a good word? I think I do, actually. It's maybe it is has to do with self-care, actually. My word for this episode my good word is patience Mm. Mm. and now that I'm the reason it came up for me recently is because I'm learning to not jump to a quick reaction to things and to instead notice my emotions and like give myself a minute oh that's good yeah yeah and it takes patience even in the sense of not everything has to, I don't know if this comes from perfectionism or what ism, but it's like this idea that it, if something comes up, it has to be fixed right away. And, mm-hmm. or if somebody calls, I have to call them right back or like this, this jumping to react real quick. And what I'm learning is there's value in being patient and just, some things can wait and that's okay so maybe that is self-care because it's really about not allowing myself to be overwhelmed yeah check checking in on your own emotions and yes like i don't actually have physically high blood pressure Mm -hmm. but i feel like there's this sense of like lower the pressure lower the blood pressure lower the temperature like just like relax a little bit yeah yeah and that served me really well i would say in the past two weeks having been this was highlighted to me and i'm really paying attention to it and patience is as my mother always said (laughs) a virtue it's good it's good for you patience helps you realize that most things, in fact, this was the most surprising thing to me, is that most things actually can wait. Most things. Maybe this stems from my, you know, coming from corporate where everything's marked urgent with like, you know, everything's a red flag. Everything has to be now. Everything's late. Everything's. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's a good detox. Patience is a good detox from a culture where everything has to be going a million miles a minute. Yeah. 
is when everything is top priority, nothing is. Yes, but this is the first time I would say in my life where I've allowed the second part of that sentence you just said to actually be true. Yeah. Because I always said it, if everything's urgent, then nothing is. But I never actually allowed myself to follow through on that and be like, oh, no, it actually, if everything's urgent, actually nothing is. Nothing. Very few things. The only thing would be if a house was on fire or someone I love was in danger or something like that. But if that's not happening... You can really be a lot more patient. I can be a lot more patient about things and let things unfold. Like, because the part of it is too, like, I have to fix this right away. And it's like, well, maybe it doesn't need to be fixed at all. Or maybe it doesn't need to be fixed by you. Maybe it's going to resolve itself if you just would give it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Thanks. Thanks for listening and being patient with my long explanations of things of course how about your good word what is it so all right so my good word is gilmore girls whoa didn't see that coming all right Not very unrelated to anything we've talked about today Love um <laughs> but for whatever reason uh it came up like clips of it came up on my YouTube recommendations. Really? Yeah. And I watched the show a little bit, like mostly if my sister was watching it. Yes. And I, the writing's great. Like it's very quippy and very talk, talk about not being patient. Um, <laughs> but like it's very quick and very you know very dialogue heavy which is okay the kind of thing i tend to like okay so i think i like it is a show that i never fully gave a chance to no like, me neither so that may be something i visit in these upcoming weeks Tune in two weeks, folks. <gasps> That's so interesting. Also that you said you're really into a, a dialogue-heavy show. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can explore that as, as the weeks go by and you talk to us more about the Gilmore Girls. Oh, sure. Calm down. I love it. Let's do it. All do right. <laughs> What's that? Do we have a new segment? Oh my god. We might be due for one. We might need one. How yeah. do we watch? How can viewers watch the Gilmore Girls? Uh, we'll find out next episode. <laughs> <Space> <laughs> I think it's on Netflix, hopefully. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to spring that on you. You were like, look, it's just my good word. I don't have a clue. <laughs> Oh, you're supposed right. to watch it. Okay. Well, next time on Space Trash, we will look forward to further exploring the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to go take a very patient bath. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get a shower, but it'll be relaxing. <laughs> and until these next two weeks, everybody. Yeah. Um, Wash your hands.
wear a mask, uh, do a self-care, and we love you. Bye.